Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, we This is uh, Guest Thursday, and we have some very special guests, uh, Lillian uh, Sabanis uh, Radke from, uh, well, you're from various places. <laughs> Uh, now, now they're from Florida, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you have a business, I think, up in uh, New England and also down in Florida. Tell us where are you guys where are you guys right now? What city do you live in now? Well, we are currently in Claremont. Uh, we're about twenty minutes out of Orlando. Okay. So you're in land. How are you enjoying Florida? More than we thought we would. <laughs> we enjoyed it very much. <laughs> yeah. We we've been here for two and a half years now. Yeah. Now, do you still have a place up in in uh, Rhode Island at all? Do you go back and forth to or? Yes, we have our main business in Massachusetts, uh, and uh, we go there every other year. But okay. our house, our family, our kids, uh, it's here. Okay. January is there. I'm not going to New England. I don't want to see the cold <laughs> snow. You did that long enough, right? <laughs> is it uh, is it snowing up there today, Kathy? It is not, but it is extremely cold. Uh, you know, with the wind is like roaring around here, and I think it feels like it's 11 degrees outside. They said so. That's cold. It's it's a little chillier than they are in Florida. Yeah. I'm a little jealous. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why they went to Florida. Well. Uh, it's great having you. Uh, we've known them for many, many years now, and they uh, are just great examples of uh, what it means to walk with God, how they learn to do that. So first of all, uh, so our audience can get to know you better, is each of you, if you would, tell us how you each came to know Christ. Um, so I'm from Brazil, and I lived in Brazil until I was 18 years old. And my mom was uh, a pastor daughter, pastor kid. And so we were, uh, I was born and raised in a Christian environment where, you know, my mom prayed with us every day. And we didn't read the Bible every day because she was always very busy, but we had that um, relationship with Christ. But I remember when I was a teenager, I had a very good uh, pastor and he, he really thought on how to be closer to God. And I remember it's like, okay, this is what it means, relationship. I've been going to church every Sunday, but not really, you know, understanding relationship. And I remember going home and throwing away all any secular music that I had and throwing my sister music that she had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your sister's, you threw hers out too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah good move. I love it. <laughs> remember that story. I think she's too bad for that. <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't that first love. All I want to do is was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So my life basically as a teenager was school, volleyball practice, and then going to church. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I had that. I, no, my mom, uh-huh. How old were you Sorry? there? Uh, that was between, I was 12 until 18. So okay. my whole uh, teenager years. Okay, mm -hmm. great. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Sylvanus, how about you? Well, uh, I'm a pastor's kid, so I was definitely raised in the church. 
Uh, I did have my, uh, well, you'd probably call my rebel years. Uh, I think probably about time when I got my driver's license and I could go anywhere and do anything. Aside from when I didn't, my parents took me to church and I didn't have an option. So I always said, well, whenever I get a, a chance, I'm gonna do my own stuff. And uh, I, I didn't lose myself until I, I probably was 19 years old. I came to a point that uh, I was so ashamed of the life I was living that I couldn't even look up in the sky, uh, even to enjoy the sun or the, the moon or the stars. Mm. And I think it was right, right around between, before I, I turned uh, 20, that I really got tired of feeling ashamed and, and uh, far from God that I decided that, that I want to reconcile with, with God. So I, I, I would say that I came to know Jesus all my life, but to have a relationship is, is when I decided hiding away from my parents, watching TV at night, uh, a preacher came online and he said, you know, you're there and you're ashamed of even looking in the sky and you're ashamed of God, but he's telling you that he still loves you and he's, he's calling you back. And I remember he put his hands up and he said, put your hands here and I'm going to pray with you. And I, I snuck around and I looked at to see if my parents were if nobody was leaving. And uh, I went there, I put my hand on the TV and he prayed and I prayed. And, uh, I tell you the truth, like the five minutes later, couldn't, could not find that channel. Uh, wow. So it was definitely a, a life-changing experience for me. Yeah. Wow, was this, were you living in Brazil at this time? or where No, were you? I was living in Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. When did you, when did you move? Because you're from Brazil too, right? Yes, yes. I, I, came, I came with my parents, my older sister, my younger brother back in 1995. Okay. Uh, we, we lived in Massachusetts all, all, basically all of our lives. I did step out. Uh, shortly after I, I came back to Christ, God called me and, and told me to go uh, help a pastor in Hawaii. And everybody still makes fun of me. It's like, oh, you know, God didn't call you to uh, Africa. He called you to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, uh, what the heck? <laughs> Sounds like a nice calling to me. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it, it was a very, very good experience. I stayed there for three years. And uh, it, it was also another step into having a closer relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. Where did you grow up That's in Brazil, Savannah? I, I grew up in Curitiba, which is uh, just south of her home state of Sao Paulo. Uh, we're, we lived about 10 hours away by car and about an hour, an hour and a half by plane. Yep. Uh, but we didn't know each other back then. No. So did you guys meet then in Massachusetts? <laughs> How we met, it was <laughs> there from here and put us together. <laughs> but, uh, I, I initially, when I was in Hawaii in 2004, I did have a dream with her. Um, it was something that uh, brought peace to my heart because I was always scared of the unknown. And uh, in my mind, I always ran up, wow, you know, I'm almost 24 years old and I'm going to meet somebody that was raised somewhere else with different principles and everything. And I'm going to have to commit myself to having a, a lifetime with that person. And that was really hard in my, my mind because I couldn't process having a girlfriend for more than six months. And all of a sudden you're talking about 
20, 30, 40, 50 years or, you know, until you die. And, and I, I just couldn't grasp that. And God gave me a dream and shoulder to me. And because of, I had that certainty that God had prepared somebody for me, had actually visualized, uh, I was at peace with that. Uh, and uh, when I finally met her, I was courageous enough or bold enough to fly to Brazil and go to her house and take her to a restaurant. She didn't know that I was going to marry her, but I knew it. I kept it <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, um, so, so you have it, you have this dream and, yeah. um, you fly to Brazil to meet Lily. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, yes. how, how, how did you, how exactly did you wind up with, with her specifically going to Brazil mm -hmm. to meet meet with her, and by the way, how old but, how old were you now, Lillian, when he came? Uh, I was nineteen, but I wasn't living in Brazil. I was on vacation in Brazil because I was also living in the States. So <laughs> I know, I know people like, help you connect the dots. So I got a full scholarship for playing volleyball at University of Arkansas. Ah. So at that time, I was living in Arkansas and. You know, um, thinking four years, I just go back to Brazil, find a job, and that would be my life. <laughs> did you uh, did you play on the team on the Arkansas volleyball team? Yes. Uh huh. Lillian is an excellent volleyball player. If you did not know that, I have I have had the privilege of watching her play at some of the C twelve events, and you don't want to be on the other side of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to, right? When I was back in super shape. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're at you're at Arkansas uh, volleyball scholarship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And how then? And what happened after that? So every summer I go to Brazil for my summer vacation. Uh, the college didn't pay for my airplane tickets and everything. Hmm. Oh, and um, Silvano in Hawaii got heard about a Bible College in Missouri. It's called CBC, right? Yeah. Central Bible College. Yeah. And I used to call my mom. I was like, Mom, I think I'm the only immigrant in the state. They don't even know where's Brazil. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anybody else. And my English was kind of intermediate, you know, it wasn't really well. And, and I wish I had like other friends. And, and then my mom's boss in Brazil went to this college called Central Bible College. Uh -huh. She worked for American. So his dad knew about my mom's boss and called them and said, hey, can you do a reflect for my son? He's moving to Missouri. And my mom, being a super extrovert, <laughs> say, hey, I have a daughter in Arkansas. I know it's, you know, there there'll be sort of neighbors in state. They might be able to connect and see each other there. My daughter, she's kind of lonely there. I didn't know anybody when I moved, besides my coach. And that's we started talking at the MSN. Remember that? MSN is <laughs> The old MSN Microsoft Network, right? Yeah. <laughs> MSN.com. <laughs> yeah. And, and then uh, I had my picture there, me and a Brazilian friend. So like a, a dark skin and dark hair a girl and me that was a blonde. And we keep talking for a while. And then after a couple of weeks, I told him like, oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm on the blonde on the picture. <laughs> and then what was your reaction at that day? Well, I, I, I remember a little bit different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Her mom, her mom actually, uh, when when she was, uh, she required all the information for her boss to sign. Uh, she said, you know, that Lina was by herself, that she needed, you know, Brazilian friends and things like that because she felt alone. 
and then she gave my mom and my dad her Lillian's email. And then my mom calls me and says, why don't you email this girl? I'm like, mom, I'm not going to email a girl that I don't even know. <laughs> uh, and she's like, no, email her. You guys are going to live close together and you should meet up. And she plays volleyball. She'll probably go to Springfield uh, to play and you, you're going to get to watch her. So I resisted for about two weeks, but I was missing my mom. Uh, and I wanted to talk to her and I told a friend of my man, I'm missing my mom. But every, every time I call her, she's telling me to email this girl and I don't want to get, you know, involved. I, God already gave me a dream and uh, I'm just going to stick to it. You know, when I see, when I see her, uh, I will know who, who she is. And because you said that my girl is probably not Brazilian because tall, blonde, yes. not very typical in Brazil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, either she was American or she was European. So mm -hmm. I, I didn't even bother. And then uh, after a while, I'm like, okay, my friend convinced me to add her to MSN Messenger. So I did. And for a couple of days, like she didn't pop up online or anything. Because every time you would log in, you show like this person, Lillian, is online. Uh, so one day I'm, I'm, I'm in this mission base and you only allow 30 minutes to use the computer. I'm, I, I'm on my 30 minutes. <laughs> and uh, she pops up, her name pops up. And we're on a maybe seven or eight hours difference. And so she pop, her name pops up and we started having a conversation. And I have a picture on my profile, me and my Norwegian friend. And he's blonde, curly hair, blue eyes. And back then I had a lot more hair. I was a, I was a surfer dude. So I had curly, my, my, my hair when it grows long, it's curly. Yeah, yeah. So I was, the, I was the brunette version of him. Uh, and then Lillian online, uh, goes online and I look at the picture and there is a brunette and a blonde. And I look at the brunette and she is a carioca. She's a Brazilian, true and true. She's a Ipanema girl. So as soon as I look at the pictures, like, well, that's not her. <laughs> One thing another way, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not the girl that, you know, God showed me in the dream. But I didn't even look at the blonde one. It, it didn't dawn on me to look and say, oh, you know, Brazilian blonde girl, blue eyes. I didn't even look at her. Right. We're having a conversation. Her first question is, how tall are you? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, wow, you know, she wants to know my height, like from the get <laughs> So I answered to her, I'm 6'3", and, and then uh, she asked me which one in the picture I am, am I? And I'm like, I look at this. My friend was really good looking. I was like, man, I, I already lost this one. Uh, so, uh, she, uh, I said, I'm, I'm the guy with the dark hair. And then she answers, I'm the blonde one. And when she said that, I, I, I did a double take. I look at the picture and it was the girl that I had dreamed about. And uh -huh. I, it was so like, my heart started pounding so fast <laughs> and it was so strong. I jumped out of my seat. I ran out and I'm in a mission base. There's probably about 40, 40 people there from all over the world from Germany, Sweden, Norway, Peru, Brazil, everywhere. And then I run outside like, I found my wife. <laughs> to this day, I still think it was like really foolish. <laughs> and, uh, so my friends are like, poor guy, you know, he just got out of a relationship, he's broken hearted. Uh, now he's looking for like, uh, you know, catfishes online. So. <laughs> I did uh, uh, Lillian? Lillian, did you tell him how tall you were? 
Well, yeah, because I'm six foot and I wouldn't waste time talking to anybody less than six foot. <laughs> I love it. No, no, it needs to be taller. <laughs> but I remember going to Hawaii after we got married and all his friends called me the blonde of the dream. You are the blonde of the dream. The blonde so of the dream. Wow. Oh, That's I amazing. love it. So then you, you, uh, so you, you fly to Brazil. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and spend some time with her, Lillian. Uh, what did you guys do next that then moved you into, uh, you know, f uh, more dating and engagement and marriage? How, how did that work? Yes, I was, I was on my summer vacation there. I only had four days left when he arrived to meet me because we were having good conversations online. My mom was already in love of him being Christian. And, and, then, <laughs> and then we go out for a date. The next day I leave. And then, and then I go back to the United States. First thing I want to do is to call my home and talk to him. Yeah. And then my sister answers the phone. It's like, this guy is crazy. He just talked to me. He's saying he's going to get married to you. Run away from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 told, I told her sister, uh, I took her to the best Italian restaurant in town. And it, it was a very fancy place. Uh, my dad had given me $100. And $100 goes a long way to <laughs> So I took her. I, I took her to a really fancy restaurant, and her sister. And then the next day, we took her to the airport. At night, the same, the same uh, Saturday, her sister said, "Oh, I want to go to a restaurant." So she took me to uh, the most expensive French restaurant in town. Uh, <laughs> so it was on my tab too. And then I told her, "Within a year, I'm gonna get married to your sister." And uh, the next day, Lillian calls her. We had left her at the airport. She arrived in the United States. She calls home and her sister answered the phone. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. this guy is crazy. He's telling me he's going to get married to you within a year. Uh, run away from him. Yeah. And I think that helped. I think her, her story really helped. <laughs> but, but fast forward, um, he, we, he went back to Massachusetts. It didn't work out for him to go to Missouri. And we started dating um, from Arkansas to Massachusetts. It was kind of... We spent hours and hours on the phone. Remember how that works, and um, and and then and then he asked me like, "We will probably get married soon. Would you want me to move to Arkansas, or are you gonna move to Massachusetts?" And then I said, "I'm packing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing going on here in Arkansas. They go to Walmart on Saturday." And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now all the all those people in Arkansas that she just offended don't uh, you know don't take it personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I love I love why I was there, but it was very different from being from São Paulo. São Paulo is sort of like the New York from Brazil. So right. going from New York to Arkansas, <laughs> it was different. Very big yeah. change, yeah. Yeah. So you go to uh, Massachusetts and then uh, you get married there, right? Yeah, we, we, we got engaged there, but the actual wedding party was in Brazil. Brazil. Most of my family. Oh, how nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. His, his, his parents flew in. My parents were still there and relatives and friends. And we got married to my um, hometown and the church that I grew in, which has like 7,000 members. So it was a big um, party. Right. Now, how long? Brazil has. How long after you got engaged did you get married? 
Yeah, and on the on the wedding uh, party, my sister said, and he, 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 oh, you asked her like, so do you still think I'm crazy? And then it's like, no, pray for me because now I want to get married too. Have <laughs> <laughs> God give somebody a dream for her, right? Is she married now? Yeah, for, for a whole year, she she like really, you know, uh, like me, kind of making fun of us, or yeah. you're always like, wow, you know, like it's too fast. soon, it's yeah. too fast. And then she goes out to CrossFit. She starts working out. Four months later, she's engaged. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, engaged. She, she engaged like really fast, but they yeah. got, from meeting to getting married, it was in four months. So she beat us by, by a lot. Wow. But now, does she live in Brazil still? No, she lives here in Kansas City. Her okay. husband is uh, born and raised in uh, Kansas. Okay. Uh, we um but one thing important so the girl any teenagers don't think that i fall for this wedding uh, for this um, vision talker this dream talk right <laughs> i i went on my own and i pray okay god I gave him a vision and i believe that but i also want to have my own confirmation so i remember being in a prayer meeting with my mother-in-law because she was the leader of uh, uh, my future mother-in-law and um and then i, I look on the side of was a book handwritten and I, and I said what is this and then God told me that's the story that I wrote uh, from you and Silvano I personally hand wrote this story wow. so I feel a few pieces about getting married to him because God was had our story already written down oh, oh I love that it's a great story beautiful um so how many years have you been married now 16 and a half yeah we're, 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 we're going to 17 years uh June 11th yeah and how many how many children how many children do you guys have now? A uh, uh, boy, Samuel, ten years old, and Sarah, uh, she's eight. Yep. Great. Um, and I know that the two of you uh, own a business together. Uh, tell us about that. How did that come about? And I know you, you started it up in Massachusetts, and then you wound up in Florida buying another one. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing now with your business. Mm-hmm. Sivana started the business in 2006, right after a year we got married, with a partner that had a cleaning business in Boston area, but they both saw uh, Worcester, Massachusetts as a potential. And when Sivana moved to the United States when he was a teenager, his dad, even though he was a pastor, he also did some cleaning jobs. And Sivana would go and help his dad, and that's where he started uh, cleaning knowledge. And this partner had a commercial cleaning company in Boston and, and saw Worcester, uh, you know, big buildings and good potential to, to do the same. And we don't do residential, just commercial cleaning. So from 2006 to 2009, uh, they started growing up from one account to two accounts. Sylvana was a banker day and cleaner at night. <laughs> <laughs> And I had my job as a sales, and then I became sales manager in a place that we used to sell uh, granite and quartz countertops. And then in 2009, they decided to split because it just felt they didn't have the same values. Um, the guy was Christian too, but just would do admin different than Silvano would. So then in 2009, they split, and the partner Silvano used to do operations, and the partner more sales. And then he, he told Sylvana, like, if we split, who's going to do sales for you? And then Sylvana said, well, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then he said, well, in this business, it's more for male. Your wife's definitely not going to succeed. <laughs> he well, does said, not know you well. <laughs> well, he said that she's doing like a cleaner show. So she will get no respect from, from you know, the, the market. Yeah, yeah. The problem, I heard that statement. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> That's right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> right. <laughs> So then in 2010, I left my job full time. We didn't have any kids. So we felt it was a good time to, to you know, to risk it. And and we we had four accounts uh, in 2010. Today we have 164 in New England. Wow. Yeah, my husband's company is one of those accounts too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We clean Bixby International. Yeah, yes. beautiful. Yep. And then how did you, uh, you acquired a company down in Florida, right? And you moved down there. How, how did that come about? Uh, Lillian was called uh, to, to speak at Day of Unity in um, C12 Tampa. Uh, so after she spoke, uh, a couple approached us and said, oh, we, we're in the same in industry. Let's, let's you know, sit down for coffee or lunch or something. And about a month later, he, he called us and he said, let's meet. And I uh, said, sure, where do you want to go? He says, no, I want to get, get you guys over to my house. I'll, I'll cook and we'll, we have uh, we'll talk about business so we were on the way there and uh, at, at, at this time we were going through three different audits and we had just six months before we had just moved to florida and me and you were uh, okay i think god's trying to not trying showing us that he's closing the doors to massachusetts he brought us to florida for a reason and uh it's almost like he, he was detaching us and I say, well, maybe in, in my heart, I knew what was going to happen. But since it was so much turmoil around, I said, well, maybe he's calling us that he wants to buy our, our business in Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, it was just like, God, please take this thing away from me. And uh, when we arrived there, we had a really good conversation. And I was telling him that everything that happened for us to get to Florida, uh, it was everything that I didn't want to do. I didn't, I never wanted to move to Florida, but God brought us to Florida. Uh, when, when God spoke to us that we were coming to Florida, we said, okay, either uh, Clearwater, Sarasota area, like nice beach and you know, a, a nice place. And uh, so we prayed about it and God said, Orlando. I was like, I didn't want to come to Florida. I didn't want to come to Orlando. <laughs> and, and one of the reasons we moved here because we wanted to start a company here in Florida instead of buying one because it was too expensive to buy one. And then right here, I said, okay, we're, we've been in a Brazilian uh, church for 15 years. Now let's go to an American church. Let, let's raise our kids in an American church. Uh, so we visited three different churches, American, and we didn't feel, you know, it was the right place. And then we went to our, for, on the fourth Sunday, we went to uh, Portuguese speaking church and God really like knocked our socks off and when we came out we were like okay we both didn't want to go to that church but we knew it was the, the right place so I was telling him this story I said and he he turned to me and he said well you didn't want to move to Florida God brought you to Florida you didn't want to go to Orlando that took you to Orlando you didn't want to go to a Brazilian church God took you to a Brazilian church you don't want to buy a business I'm here to sell you a business because God told us to call you to tell you that we should sell the business to you. Wow. And I was floored. I mean, 
<laughs> we, we, we had, I think, back then, we even spoke with you, Rich, yeah. uh, and, and uh, with, with Dave, uh, and you guys were helping us because we ran into a cash flow. We, we grew 42% the year before we ran into cash flow right. problems. And we felt stuck all over. It was like, there's no way you're getting out of this. And then now uh, this guy's telling me he, he has a multi million dollar business. He, God told him <laughs> to sell it to us. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense at all. So our, I, I, I was speechless, like really speechless. So I asked uh, where the bathroom was and I went to the bathroom. And as I got there, I closed the door and above the toilet, there was a, a, a verse that said that God was a God of miracles. Mm. And I looked at that and I said, well, it's definitely going to take a miracle, but if this is the word in the bathroom, I'll take it. <laughs> so he, he comes back from the bathroom crying. I'm like, honey, what happened in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow, that's amazing. Well, what a great story. Um, so tell us a little bit, you guys, I know you learned abiding. You came up to a retreat in New Hampshire and learned abiding. How do you, uh, how does that work for you? What, what difference has that made in your life as you've learned what it means to abide and walk with God? Uh, tell us a little bit about that uh, aspect of your spiritual walk. Mm-hmm. I, I, we, ourselves and so many friends that went to the same abiding retreat, we keep calling us before abiding retreat and us after, right? <laughs> It's life-changing, right? Right. And thanks to you, Rich, that dedicated time and yourself and Linda to be there for us and to teach us that. Because truly, I mean, first of all, making decisions as business owners, it's so important. Like right now we have 250 employees up there and 100 here. Wow. So any decisions that we make, we're impacting 350 families, right? So who am I to make any decisions without consulting the dad that gave us the company, right? right, right. <laughs> yes. Consulting him, listening from him, and, and the power, I think the most powerful thing you taught us is how together God, will, the Holy Spirit will speak to me and to him, yep. and we're, we're both gonna have the same answers. And if we don't, don't worry about it, keep praying, <laughs> and, and we will. So after that, we have many different testimonies, even from buying this company or and from moving to Florida and, and many, many, many stories that happened that we abided, we got an answer and then we act on it or we didn't. And I keep joking with someone like, what if we had done abiding in 2008 or <laughs> when we did an investment that didn't go well and then and then. <laughs> Can you talk us through a little bit what maybe what the abiding looked like in one of those decisions that you've had in the last few years? What that looked like for you? Yeah, so I'm going to share a small example. Maybe he can share when he was abiding and writing that made made us have peace about buying this company. Perfect. In the midst of all. So my 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 time with example it happened not too long ago. Um, as you everybody hears about the lack of labor, right? So everywhere I went, even AC12 groups, which is the Christian CEO groups that we we belong to, and everywhere I go, people are whining and complaining about the lack of employees, right? (laughs) I may have heard that a few times around here too. (laughs) Right? 
you hear that on the news, you hear that mm -hmm. on the uh, on, on your with your friends, and all of a sudden you are women whining and complaining, right? <laughs> all, uh, and then everybody's blaming the president, blaming COVID, blaming the paychecks, whoever, any any names people blame for. And I keep thinking, and right at uh, in the middle of the year, we got to clean two new stadiums. One is for the junior team of Red Sox called Woo Sox yep. in Massachusetts. Nice. And another, yes. And another one is called DCU Center, which is like a, a convention center in the city where we have our office. And I keep thinking, if God gave me those contracts, I mean, we can't be without employees. So I was doing my abiding. And, and reading the scripture and like like uh, Rich taught us, circle the words, connect the words. So I keep circle circle the words from unlimited resources, from the Bible verse that I am the owner of the gold, the silver, all the resources. So yeah. I circle like three times unlimited resources because the day before I was in our management meeting with HR and HR assistant, and guess what we were doing? Complaining. complaining. <laughs> <laughs> And then I started with the resources and I keep and I keep thinking, God gave us his accounts and he's the owner of all the resources. He must have the people to work for us. And my job is just to tell him what to, he tell him not to do, which is why thing complaining and just have faith and trust. Even though every company in the United States might be lacking job, our company won't because he's the leader. So I, I, I remember going down the stairs really quick, calling the HR and it, okay, that's it. We're not gonna be whining, complaining anymore. We're gonna trust that God will send. We had 19 positions open. Two weeks later, we went down to two. Wow. Wow. That is a beautiful testimony. I wow. love that. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Do you wanna share how we- Well, I'm gonna share a different one. Uh, uh, while she was talking, I said, well, I can share something about that I abided and I asked God for an answer. But I remember one that I was abiding and I didn't even ask God for it. It was just happened uh, right in the beginning of COVID. Uh, we, we do have a prayer room in the house. Uh, it's the, the sixth bedroom. We turned into a prayer room. Hmm. Uh, since before we moved to the house, this this was a place where the house was being built. We always took friends here and said, this is going to be our house. Let's pray. This is going to be the prayer room. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is the prayer room. That's where we, we do our, our prayer, our devotionals. And right at the beginning of COVID, uh, I was doing my grateful moments, writing down my, the things I'm grateful for. And I said, what? I'm going to call my kids to do this here with me. And I called them to the room and I said, you know, tell me something you're grateful for today. And my son was like, I'm grateful for life and for this. And my daughter went off for like probably five minutes. Uh, she was grateful for everything, even her socks. And uh, I was like, wow, you know, this is pretty good. And I, I really felt to call them there. And then for about a week, we kept doing that. And all of a sudden, I was like, hey, we're doing this every day. Why don't we call mommy here? Uh, so we called mommy up there and uh, it's usually the time she's already going to sleep but she went up and, and we kept on doing it and we still and uh, it has been like a, a, a point of uh, like a mark in our lives because we didn't know any family that does that and we start doing it and now we have other people that does it too and it has changed our kids like our kids are my daughter would come up and say, you know, I have a surprise. 
He's like, what do you mean? No, because I'm grateful for something and you guys are going to be amazed. So she, both <laughs> of them, they look, look throughout the day for mm. things that they're grateful for. And after probably about six months, I was like, how did I start doing this? And I remember it was on my, my abiding. Uh, I felt from God to do that like spur of the moment they mm. became like, you know, a trend in, in our family. So I, I'm, I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that story. Yeah. And even if one of us is traveling, the kids will record it and send us a thankful of the day. It's so cute. So we don't, we don't go a day without doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know when you were, um, uh, you know, processing that acquisition, uh, the Lord was giving you all kinds of direction uh, in terms of the time. How long, how, by the way, how long did it take to do all that? And what, what were some of the things that you processed together to continue to, to pursue that, uh, which was miraculous, really, what happened? <clears throat> I took us a year from the, 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 the uh, a year and a half from, from the time we, we, we met uh, the former owner uh, and throughout the process, uh, two, maybe three times he canceled on us on the last minute. And we would go back to the door and say, okay, God, you said that was going to happen. You know, uh, everything changed. Should we continue to pursue it yeah. or should we stop? And God always said, continue. Uh, even when I was like, okay, that's it. If he, he skipped, he changed the date one more time. I'm done. I'm tired. Like, I'm not, I'm not even going to fight anymore. It's over. Yeah. And then he went uh, to Mexico for ministry, and, and that's why they sold the business, because they do ministry in Mexico. They have opened over 50 churches. Mm. Uh, they wow. have over 50 or 60 churches in, in Central America. So he has a heart for ministry. And uh, so he was there. He was coming back, and he, they did a test, and like, you guys got COVID. You can't, you can't sign the paperwork tomorrow, basically. So I said, oh, we're stuck here at the hotel. We can't go anywhere. So tomorrow is not, uh, not going to happen. I was like, okay, that's not him. That is, you know, something else. And, and we stuck to it to say, let's reschedule. We did it for 31st of August. And on 31st of August, we signed the paperwork. And it has been better than we thought yeah. it would. Oh, we had very good surprises after we bought the business. Yeah, good. Yeah, in a good way. So moving to Florida after we abided and decided to be here, everything, every area of our life, it's better than we thought we would. It's just amazing what God has. That Bible verse that says, God do a further more than you think, right? Yeah, Ephesians, Ephesians 3.20. Yep. I knew you knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what are some of the things that you uh, have discovered are even better? What, what are they? I would say our, our marriage and our relationship because it used to be, okay, I'm here making these decisions and you're there making the decisions and maybe sometimes we'll share yeah, yeah. why we make, but the powerful behind of us aligned and in unity, uh, making the same decision, it's very, very powerful because through all the process of buying this company, there are some days that he, the seller was cold feeded and because we knew for sure, he was like, God confirmed to me and Lillian that we are going to buy this company, even though the bank hasn't said yes and yet. Right, right. But if, if you if you change your mind, it's okay. But we are sure of that. 
So and that was such a power because let's say if he came to us like, oh, I'm not so sure. And we're like, oh, we're not so sure too. And this probably fade away. But because we were sure, um, I think he made, you know, the deal. And we were only sure because we, we learned how to abide and how to hear. But a good question that you asked, like how long it took it, because not necessarily every prayer and every abiding has the same amount of time. Right. 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 <laughs> it's, it, some days it could be, in, you know, in a couple of days or some days it might take years and yeah. there's no right timing for that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think what everything changed, like absolutely everything, even my perspective on the church. Uh, which when we came from Massachusetts, we didn't want to go to a Brazilian church because we had we had been feeling burnt out and and the, the Brazilian church structure is different than the American church and we wanted a different structure. We want everything and uh, a lot was about God God healing us. Uh, it wasn't about the church structure. Mm. It was about our our spiritual structure, our mental structure. Yeah. Uh, so in the last two years, God has basically washed away a lot of uh, you know sin and, and and shame and everything everything and our our lives really changed our kids life changed and yeah they are they are respected in the school they're respected in the church um their grades just like now now before they didn't get straight a's now they are straight a's last last uh, december december november both both of them uh, got um, a student of the month award for their respective mm -hmm. uh, 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 classes, third grade and, and, and fifth grade. And everything, we see everything through business and personal life and spiritual and relationships. Uh, I, I had a birthday back in July. I had a hundred different people in my birthday. I never mm -hmm. had probably like 20 or 30 people. I remember my first mm -hmm. birthday here in the United States. I had no friends to, to spend with. I spent 24 years in Massachusetts. I never had 100 people in my, my birthday. <laughs> and I'm the shy guy. She's the, the extrovert. <laughs> and then two years in Florida, there is 100 people in, in, in my birthday party. And for me, it was the biggest gift I could ever get because it wasn't about, I, I, I got a really nice car on my birthday, mm -hmm. but I, every day I, I thought back on that day, I was like, wow, there was a hundred people there. How did I get to have a hundred friends? Yeah. And I kept asking that question and it was about church. It was about work. It was about friendship. And even people that we missed back in Massachusetts, guys started bringing them here too. Um, so when when I answer this question, it's everything. It's, yes. uh, Every relationship with God and, and people—it's literally levers, you know. Love, love God and seek His kingdom, and everything else, yeah. everything else will, you know, will come from it. Yeah. So it has been that. It's a beautiful description of um, you know. We talk about the covenant, uh, which will uh, Kathy and I will have a uh, opportunity to share uh, that that topic uh, on the podcast. But um, when we talk about the covenant, it's uh, blessed to be a blessing. And yeah. it's uh, it's not just you know we Americans uh, and you and you you can appreciate it a little bit differently because you have a, a little bit different perspective. But we tend to think of blessing as, as just material things. Um, mm -hmm. And what you're describing is all of the aspects of life, relationships, marriage, kids, 
work, uh, fellowship, uh, church, ministry, it all comes together. Uh, it's all it's all blessed, and you're you're just a great example of uh, having had a heart to learn it. Uh, God's given it to you. Uh, yeah. And you're experiencing it. It'll be it'll be really exciting uh, to see what's next, actually, uh, for you guys <laughs> as as he continues to bless you and you give it away and uh, help others learn what you're learning. Um, you know what what a beautiful story and testimony that uh, you've given us, and uh, we're just so thrilled uh, for you. It's been fun to watch and, and walk with you. You know into your acquisition and moving to Florida and uh, in your business in both places and. Uh, you know what a treat! I know that you both uh, represent uh, your life really well with with Christ. So we're we're just so, so thankful. Thank you so much uh, yeah. for being with us uh, and sharing that story. And uh, Kathy, it'll be fun to catch up with them again and uh, get the next phase. Of Absolutely, it. yeah. I love I love just the authenticity that you guys shared there too. And what a beautiful example you are of what it looks like, not just to. Um, seek God's wisdom, but then to be willing to follow it and to to obey and to surrender and to do it with grateful hearts. And uh, Silvana, as you shared um, what you were led to lead your family in, mm -hmm. just the exercise of gratitude daily, I can't help but think of even, you know, we will enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart, enter his courts with praise. You are setting a precedent there in your family of humility, of gratitude, and that will simply take them so far into understanding their place in abiding with God and then being willing to trust him. Like, like um, Lillian said, that he is the God of unlimited resources. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, he says, mm -hmm. and that they will be able to see that at such a young age and take that and, and just watch what you guys have done. You guys are a great example to all of us. Yeah. Just thank you for sharing that, all yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. We wish God's blessing on you. And thank you so much again for uh, sharing uh, and hope you uh, continue to enjoy uh, Florida and the warm weather. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come, come visit us. We yes, will. Say, if, if you need a visitor, let me know. We'll come down and visit for sure. Well, we Kathy, nice uh, we uh. will uh, tomorrow we uh, we have our uh, End Times Friday that will continue yep. our series on that. And uh, uh, we're excited to have uh, people, uh, you know, uh, learn about you guys. So. Thanks again for joining us. And uh, Kathy, we will see you uh, again tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great day. Okay. Thank All right. you. All right. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.